Thanks for joining us in the spring of 2022 for the Adult Study Guide podcast. This quarter, Brother Mark Clements is going to guide us through the books of Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. The nation of Israel, while far from perfect, demonstrates for the Bible student God's high standards for his people, how we fail miserably at meeting those standards, and finding grace in Jesus. So grab your copy of the Adult Study Guide or your Bible and study along with Brother Mark. Today's lesson is entitled Balaam and Israel from Numbers 23, 5 through 9, 24, 16 and 17, and 31, 16. Today's application is the student will understand better some of the problems faced by the people of God today. Seeking the context. Israel was in a desperate position. Even though they had been miraculously freed from slavery in Egypt, they had chosen to make their journey toward the Promised Land as difficult as possible. They had gone through multiple cycles of obedience, complaining, disobedience, discipline, then repentance and restoration. Everyone but Caleb and Joshua, who were 20 years of age and older, had been subjected to dying in the wilderness without entering the land of Canaan, because they refused to obey God in courageously taking the land. Numbers 14, 22-23 What were they to do now that they were doomed to die in the wilderness? Certainly the people faced deep feelings of futility and despair. Following Korah's rebellion, God confirmed the duties of the priests and led them to Kadesh in the wilderness of Zin. Here, Miriam died, but instead of mourning her death, the people quarreled with Moses because they did not have enough water. Moses became frustrated, and instead of speaking to a rock for water, he and Aaron conspired to dramatically strike the rock, which then poured out water for everyone to drink. This act was a lapse in faith which God disciplined by not allowing Moses or Aaron to enter the Promised Land. Numbers 20, 1-13 Following this event, Israel was refused entry through the land of Edom, so they retreated. Aaron, their God-called priest, passed away. And even though God granted them a victory over Arid, the people grew impatient and complained to God because they had to travel around Edom by way of the Red Sea. God disciplined his people once more with fiery serpents whose bites were only healed when the person who was bitten looked at the bronze serpent Moses made. Numbers 21, 1-9 Again, God mercifully provided his people what they needed even though they were mostly ungrateful. He was not finished with his people. God led Israel in victories over Sihon, king of the Amorites, and Og, king of Bashan, Numbers 21, 21 through 35. Finally, God's people had found their way to the plains of Moab just across the Jordan River. Balak, the king of Moab, observed the large encampment of Israel and became terrified they would defeat Moab. Balak sought out demonic means to protect his land and curse Israel. He summoned Balaam, who had a reputation as a prophet in the region, to pronounce a curse on Israel. As we go through this episode in Israel's history, we will discover principles which show how God interacts with His people in advancing His kingdom and accomplishing His will. Keep in mind, no one in the camp of Israel who was in the adult generation, except for Joshua and Caleb, would be permitted to enter the Promised Land. 
they might have been tempted to give up since they would not fulfill the destiny that God had predetermined for them, but they were still the people of God. And even though most would not enter the land, God still desired to use them. The older generation still sought to obey God and fight for his kingdom, knowing that only the younger generation would get to enjoy the land of milk and honey. The doomed generation resisted despair and kept fighting to accomplish God's will because they knew their children would benefit from their obedience. We learn a valuable lesson in this, namely, that our obedience to God might not have achieved direct benefits for ourselves, but it will definitely leave a legacy of faith for our children and be a blessing to them. We might not be able to enjoy the spoils of spiritual warfare today, but our obedience influences those who follow us. Today, let us find encouragement in observing how God works in the lives of His children to accomplish His will. How do you overcome discouragement or despair? Searching the text. Number one, God chastises His children but will not condemn them. Numbers 23, 5-9 And the Lord put a word in Balaam's mouth and said, Return unto Balak, and thus thou shalt speak. And he returned unto him, and lo, he stood by his burnt sacrifice, he and all the princes of Moab. And he took up his parable and said, Balak, the king of Moab, hath brought me from Aram, out of the mountains of the east, saying, Come curse me for Jacob, and come defy Israel. How shall I curse whom God hath not cursed? Or how shall I defy whom the Lord hath not defied? For from the top of the rocks I see him, and from the hills I behold him. Lo, the people shall dwell alone, and shall not be reckoned among the nations. Israel knew the discipline of God very well. As a strong-willed child pushes the patience of his parents through the, his resistance to their authority, Israel had tested God's patience many times on their journey from Egypt to Canaan. But as godly parents discipline their children out of love in order to help them become mature, God never condemns his children but works everything out for their ultimate good. Romans 8.28 He disciplines his children because he loves them. So when Balak summoned Balaam to pronounce a curse on Israel, God told Balaam not to go. Balak increased the offer and pressure on Balaam, sending a cohort of princes and honorable officials to persuade Balaam to come. This time, with a larger audience to witness his glory, God allowed Balaam to go. Perhaps along the way to meet Balak, Balaam's heart began to become prideful or greedy of gain. God determined to stop him, and in one of the most humorous and humbling ways, God made Balaam rethink his motives persuaded by his talking donkey. Numbers 22. Needless to say, when Balaam met Balak, he was determined only to speak whatever the Lord would have him to speak. Numbers 22.38. Balak wanted Israel to be condemned with a curse. But after Balaam offered sacrifices on seven altars, he told Balak that if the Lord chose to talk to him, he would tell Balak exactly what he heard, whether good or bad. When Balaam returned to Balak, he relayed what God had said in front of all the honorable princes of Moab. Instead of cursing Israel, though, God pronounced a blessing. Balaam asked how he could curse a people that God had not cursed or defy people whom God had not defied. Instead, Israel would stand out above every other nation in the world. 
Israel was indeed a nation chosen by God, and no curse would be able to bring them down. Everyone goes through difficult challenges brought on by the consequences of sin. Israel had a storied past of being chastised by God for their sin, but they were never abandoned. As painful as it might be to endure disciplinary judgment at the hand of God, we must remember and celebrate the fact that we are disciplined because we are loved. No attempted curse from the enemy will remove God's children from his hands. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Romans 8.1 If you are a child of God, how does it impact you knowing you will never be condemned? Number two, God's kingdom will advance no matter who opposes him. Numbers 24, 16, and 17. He hath said which heard the words of God and knew the knowledge of the Most High, which saw the vision of the Almighty, falling into a trance, but having his eyes open. I shall see him, but not now. I shall behold him, but not nigh. There shall come a star out of Jacob, and a scepter shall rise out of Israel, and shall smite the corners of Moab, and destroy all the children of Sheth. Balak had become more and more frustrated with Balaam. Three times Balaam had prophesied God's blessings upon Israel in spite of Balak's desire that he cursed them. Balak even threatened Balaam with withholding honor from him, giving him a bad reputation and refusing to bless him financially. Balaam replied that even if Balak gave him house full of silver and gold, he would not go beyond the command of the Lord, speaking only what God told him to speak. Numbers 24, 13. Before Balaam returned home, he prophesied a fourth and final time about what God would do through Israel. At the heart of this oracle were symbols of royal rule that would come from Israel and would destroy Moab. The star and scepter of verse 17 that would come from Israel would be initialized in the Davidic kingdom which conquered the nations which opposed him, including Moab. This royal kingdom would go beyond David to the Messiah who would come through the line of David and one day return to establish his permanent kingdom. Balak's attempt to thwart the plans of God was futile. In his pride, Balak thought he could overthrow God's people through man-made means and become frustrated when his plans did not work. This was a demonstration of human futility at opposing divine movements. God caused Israel to arrive at the plains of Moab by his own power, and no mere human would prevent him from accomplishing his goals for them. Remember, if you are a citizen of God's kingdom by grace through faith in Jesus Christ, you are part of what God is doing. As a member of one of God's churches, your labor in the gospel has eternal consequences. You and your church are working to advance God's kingdom, and nothing will stop God's churches from fulfilling God's purposes, not even the gates of hell. Matthew 16, 18. How are you and your church helping to advance God's kingdom in spite of obstacles? Number three, God's enemies will not escape judgment. Numbers 31, 16. Behold, these caused the children of Israel through the counsel of Balaam, to commit trespass against the Lord in the matter of Peor, and there was a plague among the congregation of the Lord. 
While Balaam tried to maintain his innocence when asked to curse Israel, he was not innocent before God in the advice he gave to Balak. He could not pronounce a curse, but he did scheme with Balak to weaken Israel through temptation. Instead of fighting against Israel, Balaam advised the Moabites and Midianites to befriend the men of Israel, inviting them to intermarry with their daughters and worship their idols. The ways in which these idolatrous nations worship their false gods usually involved adulterous practices that appealed to the flesh. The idolatrous rebellion was so widespread that while many people wept at the tabernacle in repentance, a man named Zimri brought a Midianite woman named Cosby into his tent for all to see, unashamed of his actions. Phineas, grandson of Aaron, saw it, entered the tent, and killed them both with a spear. While God was very pleased with the zeal of Phineas in his stance for holiness, nevertheless, by the time Phineas enacted this capital punishment, 24,000 people had already died by plague at the hand of God. Numbers 25, 1-9. God could not allow this stain of idolatrous intermarrying with pagan women to go unpunished. So before the time came for Moses to pass away, God instructed Israel to execute vengeance upon his enemies. By Moses' direction, 12,000 Israelites wiped out the Midianites completely. Numbers 31, 1-20. This might seem to be severe, but such is a fitting justice for the enemies of God who flaunt their sin openly in the face of a righteous and holy God. It would be foolish to think that the enemies of God will not receive justice for their rebellion. While repentance is a merciful gift of God that is available as long as a person lives, should a person choose not to repent but to continue resisting God in unbelief, there will be no way to escape judgment. This reality brings us sadness at the thought of people who refuse to repent, but it also gives God's children hope that justice will ultimately prevail. What comfort do you find knowing God will not allow evil to prevail? Setting the application. Balaam attempted to play both sides. Perhaps he was persuaded by Balak's offer of money and influence, but after he spoke the word of God to Balak, which ended the hopes of a curse for Israel, he conspired to bring Israel down through lust and idolatry. Balaam was executed for crimes against Israel and God. Numbers 31.8 God is serious about his people's holiness. While he chastises his children, he will never condemn them. Condemnation from God is reserved for his enemies who unrepentantly persist in unholiness and unbelief. No scheme of man will stop God from doing what he wants to do. Today, celebrate the fact that you are a citizen of God's kingdom by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. Give thanks to God that he refines us to become everything he wants us to become and will never cast us away. Find hope in God's promise of justice, knowing that his enemies will be held accountable. What does this text teach you about how God works through his people? Thanks for listening to another lesson on the Adult Study Guide podcast. We will catch you next week for another lesson in this great quarter. Until then, join us daily on our daily devotional blog at www.bogardpress.org.